Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. I this, was about two. I, I was about two seconds from letting out a bird, but luckily I swallowed it back. Yeah, you oh, just that's you interrupted healthy. my beautiful. I finally had enough energy to do the actual Bonehead Weekly opening. I like to do. Welcome, to God damn it. Welcome to Bonehead Weekly. This week's topic: Chad sucks. Mm. It's a forty-six thousand parter. <laughs> actually, <laughs> actually, this also week's I'm topic. cold and have this wonderful shawl. That Nicole Griffith bought me that I enjoy with all these horror movie characters on it, and I put it over. It's it's cold in the basement, gentlemen. Once again, I feel fine. Um, yeah, my hands get cold now. Ha. Huh. Um, I am how the Portuguese say peachy. You are how the Portuguese say we're on five thousand five hundred and sixty-two. Why Chad sucks, and this flank steak is awesome. Anyway, Portuguese flank steak. I don't think I have. I don't, I don't think it exists. I, yeah, think I was going to say. I think I just spoke it into existence. James, so, you came up with this topic. What are we yeah, doing? So basically what I, what I thought about Daddy, was Daddy, Daddy. There's, these great, uh, there's these great characters that yeah. only appear in one movie or one episode of a show or one book. But you, you, you're like, well, what, what about that character? And sometimes they're essential to the plot. I'll give a quick example if this steals anybody's. I don't care. Uh, for instance, Drew Sharp is probably one of the most important characters in Breaking Bad, and oh. nobody remembers his name. Is it the kid? It's the kid. Yeah. The kid. Drew Sharp is the name of the kid. And if you know, if you watch Breaking Bad, you know what kid I'm talking about. Yeah. That he likes spiders. And he likes his bike. I mean, he likes to go out on his dirt bike. And he has a really, really bad timing. Yeah, that's that's his claim to fame. But that one appearance of that character is brought up from season five forward. Yeah. Fundamentally alters the way the show goes. So I was, go ahead, Chad. No, I was going to add that when, you know, I started doing research on this because this one was hard for me. It's another one that was hard for me. I come up with only a couple that were my own, and then I've got some other stuff I want to talk about. Do you know what show had the most of these? It's The Simpsons. Uh, Simpsons. Actually, there's one of mine is from The Simpsons because I'm the like, Simpsons. I would watch 400 episodes. Actually, I'm going to give credit to Matt Groening. His creations have a lot of these characters. Yeah, yeah. I, I did my list. At one time. I did my list, and then I, I did the same as Joe does. I was like, well, I've got my list. I know who I want to talk about. But I want to look at, you know, kind of this, uh, kind of these other options. And Matt Groening shows Futurama had a few that were mentioned. Yeah, Futurama. About how character development works on those shows. Yeah. but yeah, So but... anyway. Oh, go ahead. No, no, keep interrupting me. That's all right. What I was going to say was that, the so the idea came to me, because I was thinking about characters that only appeared once, where I'm like, I, what, where'd they go? Where they? I would like to know what happened to these characters. Or Drew Sharp, the by the way, is not on my list because we, yeah, but we we know what happens to Drew Sharp. I don't have to worry about him. Uh, but there were a bunch of other characters where I was like, you know, I would love to see something with these characters again. I would love to see them kind of pop back up, whether it be in the show they came from, whether it be a one-off spinoff, whether it be a TV. I don't care whether it be a new book don't care but they're characters that appeared once somewhere again tv movie book whatever you want but then you're like well what about them what's going on there so that's what gave me the idea and by the way if if you don't know who drew sharp is don't google it just take my word on this he had it coming chad's a terrible human being <laughs> it's what should have happened to every member of of Scooby-Doo. Uh, anyway, there you go. <laughs> who wants to go first? Jinkies, indeed. <laughs> James, I'll, why don't I'll, you go first? It's I'll your, go first. It's your, I'll go it's first. your show, bud. I'll start with my Simpsons example. Oh, does that mean I just pop on off here and finish this delicious, generic, a sugar-free Kool-Aid? Um, but... I'm supposed to add drink to that. Sugar-free Kool-Aid drink. We trying to get sponsorship. You already said it was generic. And you know, uh, real quick, James, before you get into it, just just my own little personal commentary. TV 
should have been so easy for me to put together a list because there are, it's episodic. There are characters who just appear one time on a show and then are forgotten throughout history. I picked all mine were movies. They were, it was easier for me to recall movies quicker than TV. Well, and that actually leads to my point. You know, I'm a big fan of James Bond. Mm -hmm. And every Bond film. I mean, he's very rarely, very rarely do Bond characters other than Bond himself and the core M Q Felix other alphabet. Um, but do they reappear? Yeah, Felix. Um Felix that being Hodgson. yeah. That being said, um uh, there's all these characters that are introduced. We do get to see um Jaws twice. Especially the women. Yeah. But Especially they're always the women. Yeah. They're always really cool. They're really, and so any of those would work, which actually leads to my first pick, which is not from a movie. It's it's from The Simpsons. I would love to see whatever became of Hank Scorpio. <laughs> One of the best, Matt Groening has now parodied, you know, Simpsons is sitcoms and the all-American family type view of the world. He did fantasy with um, uh, uh, disenchantment, uh, 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 and and obviously Futurama did science fiction. Why have we not caught up with Hank Scorpio as he does something about you know? There's there's tons of shows about spies and all that stuff that are really popular. Wouldn't it be great to revisit Hank Scorpio? And if you're not familiar with Hank Scorpio. He is the Bond villain that appears in The Simpsons. But what makes him so fascinating and why I would love to go back to him is what a great boss. If you if in the episode, Homer gets hired away from Springfield to work um in another town, mm-hmm. and he's hired by Scorpio, Hank Scorpio, who has his own theme song. They played over the the it's great. Um uh and he treats Homer really well. He put the, they have a nice home. It's an upgrade from Mr. Burns. Mm-hmm. And again, really uh, runs Globex corporation, but is an upgrade over Mr. Burns pretty much across the board. Homer ends up, you know, maybe getting James Bond killed, but the point being, you're supposed to remove the jokers from the deck. Anyway, uh, there's this, he's a great character he's just a fascinating commentary on bond villains and everything else but again he he really does kind of play this role of of a commentary on bond villains and everything else but it's really funny and and i would love to know what happened to hank scorpio he does have a few as most simpson characters do after they appear once they'll be in the background he's in the background in the family guy crossover the Simpsons guy. Um, but that's really, I mean, he doesn't appear much after that. So I would love to know what's up with Hank Scorpio. I'll be honest with you. Again, this is, get, this is getting to James, James's level of, of, uh, of geekdom here. Uh, if you play the game Simpsons tapped out on your mobile device, there is plenty of side quest with Hank Scorpio. So you can you can get it really into what's going on with Hank Scorpio if you play Simpsons Tapped Out. Uh, you get him competing with the other comic book type villains um, that uh, you can get for the game. Also, uh, there is a great uh, uh, little side quest where uh, you talk about why him and Russ Cargill sound exactly the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> And if you if you're not familiar, Russ, Russ Cargill and Hank Scorpio are both voiced by Albert Brooke. As are tons of characters in yes. The Simpsons, to be <laughs> honest. But uh, yeah, yeah, he just has you know one of my favorite lines, and I'll just do it. So Homer, of course, it doesn't work out. They're getting raided at the end of the episode. Globex is, of course, you know, being attacked by the other secret agent organization, everything. And Homer, literally, they're in the middle of being attacked. And Homer walks in going, listen, I've got to quit, basically, giving his resignation. And there's things going on everywhere. And Hank is still nothing but nice to him and goes, I understand, I understand. And then he has one of my favorite Simpson lines 
listen, on your way out, if you want to kill somebody, it would help me out a lot. <laughs> it's a great line. As I'm you know, he's fighting in literally as Homer's quitting, he's fighting these people. On your way out, if you kill somebody, it would help me out a lot. Thank you. Uh so I don't know. I would love, but that's an example that came to mind when I'm like, who would I love to see again that we saw realistically one major time in a show and Hank Scorpio came to mind. So there you go. That's my first one. Can I go next? Because I think I'm going to get it crapped on for this one. Sure. All right. So this franchise has several of these that they did show up in multiple movies. And I know it's a one-off thing. That's the reason I think I'm going to get crapped on. They give no backstory to a couple of these characters, and I would love to know the backstory. And this first one is Salah Muhammad Fazo El Kahir. Now, who am I talking about, James? What now? Salah Muhammad Fazo El Kahir. You may not even know his whole name. Oh, I, that that would be a certain. Uh, that's that's uh, Indiana Jones, right? And Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's played yeah. by John Reese Davies, who is Welsh as hell, by the way, gentlemen. I don't know if either one of you all knew this. John Reese Davies is Welsh. He was not born in Cairo, Egypt. What? What? So I would love to know more about Salah. And here's what, and I'm going off the the deep end a little bit from this than what James kind of proposed. Because you can know more about Salah. And if you go to the Indiana Jones fan, blah, 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 they start explaining all the shit. But most of it's comic books that we've never freaking read. I've read them. I've got a bunch of the first Most of us have never read them. Chad, do you know anything about Salah? No, just from what I know from the movies. Would you like to know more about Salah and John Reese davies playing him in a movie about him? No. Well, I would. Fuck <laughs> I would. I'd done. No, I'm with Joe. No, actually. seriously, I am joking. Characters. I am joking. He is the he. Uh, he would make a great spinoff movie. I really feel that way. But there's two different characters because the thing is, and this happens to to another character, Marcus. Yeah, Brody. this also happens to Marcus Brody in the first Raiders. Denholm Elliott plays Marcus Brody. Is cool, collective. He's the one that runs the museum, right? And then we get. Temple of Doom, which has none of these people. And by the way, I tried showing Temple of Doom to my five-year-old, and he was like, this is a lot. <laughs> he liked Short Round, but not so much the rest of it, so we had to turn it off. Then you get to the, of the, uh, then you get to the Last Crusade. Now, I love The Last Crusade. We've talked about the summer of 89. It was a great experience seeing that movie in the, in the theater. But it is tonally different than the other two. It's much more comedic. There's the whole thing about Mar Marcus, you'll never find him, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Mark, he got lost in his own, lost museum. His own museum. They changed the character. They do the same because, thing with Salah. Yeah, he actually has the line. Yeah, Salah actually saves Indiana Jones and Raiders. He saves him. He's the actually, one. Actually, he helps him multiple times in Raiders. He is the one. He had the great line of bad dates. He's dates. the one that, that helps him dig it up. He's the one that gets the crew. He's the one that sends Indy yep. down because ass very dangerous. <laughs> uh, it, you know the the other thing that I'll say, Joe, and you're absolutely right because going back to um, Denholm Elliott playing uh, Marcus, Marcus. Uh, there's this great. There's also the scene you know where he has when Indy's getting ready to leave in Raiders, and he right. says, "If I was a few years younger, I'd go with you." Right. Yeah. Both of these characters have a history outside of indiana jones they have done stuff so i agree with you Joe. no and, and and the thing is is the reason why i went ahead and picked them even though they're in two movies and, and by the way john reese davis is in the new one i'm curious to see which character he plays i know he plays sala but you know what i mean because how upset would you be if it turns out there's two salas they both have the same name and with their twin brothers it'd make more sense <laughs> and i know i'm shitting on writers um, i'm shitting on the last crusade i i love the movie but they're two. He changed both of those characters for the Last Crusade. They do not act and behave the same way they did in Raiders of the Lost Ark. It's a totally different experience. It would be interesting to see, yeah, to have a film or a backstory or something that bridges what happened to these characters that made why? them change. Why? 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 And Marcus is the one that suffers the most. It's a great gag. I laughed in the theater. I still laugh at it. Does anybody know where I'm? It's a fantastic gag. It's the yeah. same thing, though, that pisses James off that I let go in Star Trek V. I yep. know this ship like the back of my... 
boom. It's a great visual gag. I always giggle when I see it. I think it's funny. But I understand James is right. Uh, That's not Scotty. No, that's the best engineer in Starfleet. He would know the ship like the back of his hand. So, no, I agree. You're right. You're right. It totally changed. It's such a good scene, James. (laughs) But it it doesn't work for the character, though. I mean, yes, if it was, was, you know, Lieutenant Ricky or something. What you don't understand is what that movie is saying is that Scotty has officially started having dementia. And it's funny and sad at the same time. That's terrible. But they do play around with a little bit of calling bullshit bullshit on Scotty when he did his uh, two-part on The Next Generation. Yeah. He does, I, and and actually, like, to be honest, there's a, double the time and blah 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 blah. Well, he could have been in a time war. He could have been shot. Back and and in by time the way, there's all kinds of shit that happens in Star Trek. Gordon calls stuff. Scotty out. That I was say that actually is, and there's a lot of people that got mad about that scene too. Interestingly enough, uh, looking and I didn't mean to Scotty take this on Scotty thing, but there's a lot of people that actually have been not mad, but they're like, wait a second, Simon Pegg Scotty. In the first Star Trek movie where he meets, you know, old Spock and old Spock walks and through, you're going to do this eventually. So let me show you how to do it. Mm -hmm. If Scotty eventually created a warp where you could teleport, why is that not in play in the next generation? Why is that not in play anywhere else? Why is that not? Why do we still have starships? It's the same reason why they retconned the whole thing in Discovery of why everything was so much advanced. Oh, I know. I know. Uh, yeah, I agree. Oh, I agree. Send them a thousand years into the future. Well, another the thing there, though, is that caused problems because there's tons of episodes in the original series, The Next Generation and Voyager, where there's other ways to do warp without dilithium. But what stops the Federation? All the dilithium went bad. And I'm like, that <laughs> that was dealt with back in the original series. It's, oh, well, well other think, species use different We're getting things. a little off topic. But back yeah. to the, I'd like to see, I, I, I'd be more interested. I'm curious to see how this movie comes out. The new Indiana Jones. Of course, I'll be there opening weekend. Of course, mm-hmm. I'll probably be there with you assholes. But I, I, I just want you don't want to go with me? No, I said, yeah. No, I mean, no, I'll be honest. I'll, and I'll be honest. I say we drive to North freaking Carolina and watch it <laughs> at the mall movie. Well, I went to see Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull in theaters twice, if not three times. I and, saw it twice. I think the second and, time was at the mall with Chad. And yeah, yeah. But uh, honestly, it's one of the things, too, that and and. Of the four films, I'm not shocking anybody, I hope, by saying, obviously, Crystal Skull is the least of the four films. I actually rewatched it not too long ago, and I'm like, if it had not been an Indiana Jones film, I would have appreciated it more. Yeah. well, I, If it would have been something else. The Swinging but, Monkeys, bud. I just can't get on with Swinging Monkeys. Chad! <laughs> Sorry, Chad. Um, no, it's okay. I don't have any transitions. No, so I'm just... no, Chad, it's just the Swinging Monkeys for me, whatever it is, yeah. is step too far i don't yeah. give a shit about them nuking the fridge i don't care about all but the swinging monkeys dude you know I, as somebody told me oddly enough the swinging monkeys get you somebody went off a while back online about the gophers or the the prairie dogs yeah the prairie dogs. and they said yeah. from the very beginning the prairie dogs just took them out of it and i'm like like i get your point about the swinging monkeys i was like eh, it's a little too tongue-in-cheek he's, i get that yes he's child of both swinging with monkeys yeah yeah yeah. Well, it's a throwback to Tarzan is what they're trying. Again, they're trying to do serial. The problem is the movies have, yes, they're based on old serials and those adventures, but they've evolved past that now. That and they are each different. Tone. Yeah. Tone. tone. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't have any to transition to this, but I, the, this movie I would like to see. It's a prequel that tells the story up into the point where this character comes into this this famous movie. Uh, yeah. I'm talking about Large Marge from Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah. I would love to hear see a story about how she became a ghost on the highway picking up. Well, they do talk about her death, right? They do talk about her death, but there's nothing else about her other than she she died. This is the end of the story. No, I want to hear everything. I want to see how this character became that spooky <laughs> and what cursed her to run that highway. I want to see what I just that would make such an interesting story if Tim Burton would do it. 
to hold uh, to to quote a great force in uh, the history of television. Hold on to your dookie. It's about to get spooky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Then, from. Future Robbins Bender. Uh, okay. Sorry. And, I... when, and when you talk about a movie that has a lot of interesting side characters that are there to serve one particular purpose in the grand scheme of Pee Wee's adventure to get his bike, Large Marge is the most fascinating. Probably. I haven't seen I'm not a huge Pee Wee Herman fan and was and didn't even care for it as a kid. So it's been a long time since I've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Man, see, I was the exact opposite. I I, I loved Pee Wee's Big Adventure. And then when Pee Wee's Playhouse came out, I will that's what I look forward to every weekend. We've had this conversation of there's only a few a few shows where I was like truly disappointed when I knew it was ending. And that's when like Pee Wee would bring out his bike. I'm like, well, the show's over. Now I got to wait a whole week, a whole another week before I get to see Pee Wee again. It was always disappointing for me. That and when, you know, the Muppets played their, the, when the, the orchestra started playing their music. So, and, and whenever Large Marge came on the screen on Pee Wee's Big Adventure, I was always excited about it because just seeing Pee Wee's reactions to Large Marge in that stone, like drooped face as she drove. I just love that scene. And then the eventual payoff at the end. Um, I think she deserves her own movie. I don't, I don't see how anybody could not be fascinated, especially if you're a Pee Wee fan, especially if you're a child of the eighties, who would not love to see a large Marge movie. I mean, can we do like a large Marge 30 minute episode? I don't know. I think you could do a lot about the adventures of a of a of an old lady trucker when you know she's ever getting ready to meet her. Fate. Hold on, like I can I can sell Joe on this. Sheriff Lobo. I say no, Joe. I can sell you on it. Now here's what? the pitch. It turns out Large Marge had had an affair with with uh, uh no uh Snowman uh the, from Smokey and the Bandit right Snowman oh, yeah. yeah yeah Jerry Reed's character and that's what drove her to trucking Joe she's on the quest to reunite with her lover Jerry Reed and what did you watch that show no well that, yeah but only if she fights it out every week with Sheriff Lobo <laughs> and she may not have started out as your regular chain smoking grandma she may be played by young Krista Allen Joe. Actually, you know what? I can sell Joe on it right now. Joe, the role the role of Large Marge will be played by Samara Weaving. With Sheriff Lobo. No, and it's Sheriff Lobo. In the Large Marge story. By the way, we gotta talk about like how me and Joe Samara Weaving is our favorite new actress who literally can do no wrong. Yeah, she can do no wrong. Oh, buddy. Her her in Snake Eyes as Scarlet. I didn't see Ooh, so bad. I couldn't finish Black Adam. Is it worse than Black Adam? Yeah, it's worse than Black Adam. Can, can I make and a Black comment? Adam, Black Adam is bad. Can I make a I comment about what bad. saved Black I'll Adam for me? on painkillers and still couldn't finish it. It's can, I, can I say what saved Black Adam for me? Yes, because I don't see how anything saved Black Adam. And like, it all hey, this stuff, my all son this stuff really loves Shazam. So the fact, you know, it's basically, and I told him, I'm like, this is kind of Shazam's villain, but not really. But so he was automatically into it. But what saved it, because I wish this would have been the movie they made. Pierce Brosnan. Pierce Brosnan is Dr. Fate. I would have watched, I, it, honestly, it doesn't, the film works for me and i think the rock could have done it i i think that script needed some work i think i thought the quote-unquote twist which is not really a twist but i thought oh well that's kind of cool but anytime you make it to the twist I, even, I think i made it when they blow up the city where they beat up the city i don't think yeah I no there's there's no, uh, i mean anytime they, pierce brosnan is dr fate and i don't uh, and i mean by the way when he's really dr fading it up I don't mean when he's just on screen. I mean when he's going full tilt every day is kind of a curse, but I'm cool with it. I'm like that. I, that's the Doctor Fate I want that, because that is Doctor Fate is, and that's what even even my son said. He's not just Doctor Strange. I'm like, no, no, those are two different characters. That helmet is a curse. Yes, that is that. That's not. Oh, I, I'm a superhero now. That is. Oh my God. Well, my life's pretty much over. 
Right. <laughs> well, hold yeah. on now. What were we talking about? Large March. Who's next? Yeah. Well, how how do you know I was done? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Is it me? <laughs> yes, I'm it's back to you. I'm gonna do, and we talked about this particular actor last week in a different context, but I'm gonna do this. I didn't think I'd bring this up, but I was sitting there thinking, and I was like, oh. You know what? I would like to see. This would be the only show that could spin off of this show that'd be like, well, now I've got to watch it. Let me pitch this to you. This is a show about an aging uh, exotic dancer, let's say. Well, stripper. um, Who has finally came to terms that he is too old why did you think stripper was better than exotic dancer that's my first question (laughs) because in the episode he refers to himself as an exotic dancer before he finally just breaks out and admits he's a stripper anyway he's an agent and he finally has came to term after so many clients have told him listen you're you're too old you're too out of shape to keep doing this and his last clients told him you should totally trying to cheer him up because he breaks down he's crying People that know this know what I'm talking about are like, hey, he's gonna do it. Yeah. Um, he breaks down, he's crying, he was like, I used to be somebody I used to, and they finally tell him, How about you stop being the one that goes out as a stripper and you train other younger, more attractive strippers? That's what happens in the episode that he appears in. That would be the spinoff. We cut forward 10 years. He's now set up a stripper school. And of course, I'm talking about the phenomenal Danny DeVito, who played a stripper in one episode of Friends where he played Roy Officer Roy Goodbody, who was the stripper at Phoebe's bachelor's party before she married uh, Ant-Man. Yeah, totally lost me. I know. I knew y'all wouldn't have seen it. And I wouldn't have seen it except my wife loves Friends. And it is one of the better episodes if you're not a Friends fan. Danny DeVito, they have to hire a stripper at the last minute I didn't even for know Phoebe's bachelor's party. He's in this episode. He shows up, and this is all pre-Always pre, uh, uh, Sunny in Philadelphia. He shows up, and he's dressed as a police officer, and he introduces himself as Officer Goodbody and starts to strip. Then when Phoebe literally does this, He's like, what? What? And he has not came to terms with the fact that he's getting older, that he's not a, you know, that he's not what the women want. Uh, and at the end of the episode, they they literally they managed to get him to stop crying by convincing him that he should open up a training academy for exotic dancers so he could train them in all the skills that he had. And I'll be honest, if that got greenlit tomorrow, I'm not saying I'd commit to watching a full season of it, but Danny DeVito running a stripper school. You'd probably tune in for an episode or two. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. You had me at uh, Stripper. Yeah, Danny DeVito Stripper sells, man. It sells. That's, that's, you go ahead and print your money. Print. Just go ahead and borrow. So, the that. Adventures of Officer Roy Goodbody Stripper School. I would green light that now, folks. Get Danny DeVito to do it. He's doing that, uh, Father of the Devil thing, uh, on Hulu or on, uh, Little Netflix. Demon. Yeah, no, I, I keep thinking of uh, Lucy, Daughter of the Devil, that was on Adult Swim with uh, Archer. Little demon. Anyway. But yes, there you go. Officer Roy Goodbody, one episode of Friends. It's the only Friends spinoff that would make me go, yeah, okay, let's watch it. Sorry, Joey. Oh, I thought you were talking to me. All right. So, this is the first thing that popped in my mind. This character is lame. There's given no reason. I will tell you the reason why this character even exists and why it was even played by this person, according to legend, is I'm going to take you back to a movie called Predator. You guys remember Predator, 1987, directed by John McTiernan? What was it about, Joe? It's about a guy who's a predator, and then he's now a different kind of predator. It's about an alien who comes to to the jungle to beat up on uh, the Arnold Schwarzenegger and some other badass people in this movie. Sonny Landon. Sonny Landon. This movie is the most, probably one of the top 10 most watchable films from the 80s. Over and over. Yep. Over and over. Because of the performances, really. Because of just one jacked up machismo motherfucker right after another. Except for one. Except for one. Do you know which one? 
We're talking about Hawkins, Billy Hawkins, played by Shane Black in Predator. Now, if you don't know who Shane Black is, Shane Black wrote Lethal Weapon. Shane Black also gave you one of the writers of Monster Squad, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. The uh, good guys. Good guys, a long kiss, good night. He directed. He's the owner of the restaurant, and uh, as good as it gets, as good as it gets, he did have some. He's actually one of the cops that gets killed in the first RoboCop three because him and the director of that movie were friends. He actually directed the new Predator that came out a couple of years ago. That's not very good. No, unfortunately. Damn. Unfortunately, what in the hell? He. He's not as big as the rest of them. He's the first one of them to get shot. He's the only one with glasses. And here's the backstory we get about Hawkins. This is it. Okay? Billy. One of the other characters throws something at him, and he catches it real quick, so he must have cat-like reflexes. That's in Copter. And then he tells dirty jokes. And he makes Sonny Landon laugh. Not the first time. It's the second time. Yeah. I'm not going to repeat the joke, although no. I, I like the jokes because yes. it's so stupid, especially the second one. So stupid. Yep. Now, I know the reason why he's on set is because he was doing dialogue polishing while they were shooting this shit in the jungle. Yep. And they just put, and he's in the movie. He plays one of the characters and they got the twofer. Joel Silver got a twofer of. The actor and the writer. I understand. That's the, and that's the only reason why they got him there to do dialogue is because they said he would put him in the movie. Yes, that's it. Yeah. But wouldn't you like to know why on earth? And by the way, I don't need a movie to explain this to me. But there should be because, you know, you've got the other characters. And there's another one that's a little shady, too, that we don't really understand. But we have Jesse Ventura and Bill Duke's character. They've been fighting together forever, and they're old buddies. Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers, they've known each other. They kind of explain all this stuff as we go. But he, he's just there. He's just there. Not to poo-poo on your pick, but I think seeing the backstory of Jesse Ventura's character would be a lot more interesting. No, because they explain some of the backstory of both of those characters. Bill Duke talks about them. They're just badasses who survived who did several uh, tours in Vietnam. Yeah, and those stories would be amazing to tell. Another movie about it. I'm not disagreeing with you about that. But when I was trying to do what I thought what James was looking for... Quit pointing your finger at me. Well, I'm actually pointing at it that poster but fuck you you why are you so uh what's the word everybody's out to get you chad anyway why are you bob dole in this conversation because there's just no explanation he just <laughs> shows up and he's cannon fodder he's the first one of them to get killed do i need a whole movie to see it no that's probably where this pick breaks down but i don't know i just find it interesting that he's the only one not explained next so Star Wars. Yeah, I just say that away from Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Well, no, Star Wars and Disney, they're trying to doing tons of spin-offs of of characters from Star Wars. Are you going to pitch that little probe droid thing that just squeaks at Chewbacca? Nope. No, nope. cuz you should. Yeah. And unfortunately with the Star Wars spin-off shows, we are getting tons of misfires in my opinion. Really? A few a few good hits. If you say fire. rebels wasn't, a I, hit, I didn't. Sir, mean, I didn't. Key. I didn't mean to say tons. There, we're getting several. We're getting several misses, though. I think there's several miss episodes, but I don't think there's anything overarching that I disliked. Even as 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 uneven as Obi Wan was, I still enjoyed it. Meh. Anyway, um, but the universe that we have not explored is the universe of Spaceballs, and I would love. To see a spinoff movie of Pizza the Hut. I think yeah, there is a huh. He's all hut. Yeah. I think there would there would be a lovely story. It could be a it could be a prequel. A lovely story of Pizza the Hut. How he became the crime. Why is he made of pizza? What does his planet uh, consist of? Everything. There is a wonderful story that could be told about Pizza the Hut. You that... around the world wonderful. See, even when I was talking about Billy, I said, I don't know that I really need to see this, but. Oh, I need to see a Pizza the Hut movie. I need to... James. I mean, I'd watch it. The only problem is, who are you going to get to do it now? 
I don't know. I mean, that's the problem. I, I mean, we are getting the history of the world part two this wee year. So, I mean, yeah. there's still, there, there's still life in there. I mean, we could see, and even the animated series, if I'm not mistaken, did not have pizza, the hut in it. I don't know. I never made it past that first episode. Oh, it's awful. Um, retelling. Yeah. Uh, pizza, the hut. I mean, he was literally in the c- c- movie for what? All of two minutes, three minutes. Yeah. And he was fascinating. And there, that how did he get that robot sidekick who eats off of him? I mean, it this is a, this is all information that could be explored in further movies. I would rather see the guy who's on the planet with the, just the pick going. We ain't found shit. <laughs> I want to know that guy's story on, or the, or the sorry, radar or the radar guy. guy. That the, the by the way, guy. though, in all fairness. You can probably do that as long as I don't know if he's going to pop up anywhere in Picard, but he's probably available. Yeah. See, do we need to hear about? Oh, we need a Solo two. Oh, we need a sequel to Rogue One. I, I would actually. I don't want Solo two. I want uh, Glover back as Lando. I watched. Yeah. I rewatched Solo the other day. I hadn't rewatched it. I kept doing it and I kept starting it and not finishing it. I finally rewatched it all. It's not a bad movie. It's not bad, but I also, I just don't find it entertaining. It's, it's I, I, let me, let me, really liked. the problem is, is that it's just uh, also too. I don't get why everybody says Andor is game changing. I think it's boring. No, no, it's just, it's, 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 no, I don't find it boring. I'm bored. I haven't finished it yet. I um, can't. Every time I, I go to pick it, I don't think it's for you. I think it's now. I think it's a another level Star Wars, and then it it's very intricate. That's so what did, did, did Joe? Yeah, did he just insult me? I think the fucker just insulted me. No, I just think it's an. I just I think it's very intricate, especially when it starts explaining things as you get through the episodes, because there's a lot of episodes. I'll give you that. There's probably one or two too many episodes. Yes. But did you get to Andy Circus yet? No. Yeah, see that a lot of the did you? He get, was. I got to the the episode. Uh, stopped at the episode before they introduce him. Okay. Yeah, it just more and more, and then it just explain. Yeah, I kind of like it. So yeah, I don't. I don't, But yeah, I I, I want to see more Spaceballs movies, and I think you could start with Pizza the Hut. Just like I said, I mean, why haven't we had a job of the Hut film? Why? I think that would have been interesting. It'd been way more interesting than Boba Fett. Yes, I, I strongly agree that Job, a Job of the Hut movie would have been more interesting. Well, they wanted to make a Boba Fett. This is the perfect example of what James is talking about was would have been Boba Fett. It's a one-off character that kind of got blown out of a little bit more and a little bit more. Yeah. And then for years, other people wrote not even the comic books, the fan fiction about that bastard. Oh, and, in the books. I yeah, mean, you I mean all made the it... official now expanded universe or but i actually enjoy it i i mean i you, think you could and they deal with the huts in some of the series chad you do but they don't go really in depth i mean you could have had a whole star wars sopranos by making job of the hut the main character but they didn't and i that's why they i really think i think in terms of <laughs> I, I think you can make <laughs> I a just got a middle image of um java in a what what car does tony drive and uh, well, eventually in the first few seasons he drives a tahoe and the last few seasons he drives a uh escalate i just the mental image of him as his arm <laughs> woke up this morning that was over again i don't know the problem is with doing a job of the way it's not like i don't know it, it's a hard character to build the the like you could do something with the huts and then there's another and i don't know it's hard to follow java but you know what's not hard to follow? Pizza the Hut. James. I'm still sticking with the guy that says we ain't felt shit. James. Man, I've got about 15 I could do for this show, and I'm really torn on which one to do. I really am, because there's so many that I thought about, man, I'd love to see their story. I'm gonna go from one with one that was going to be my honorable mention. It's a beloved show. And and to introduce, and he, he is considered one of the greatest villains if you're a fan of this show because he's so unnerving i i want to do couples uh quote-unquote dialogue scenes before i actually talk about him 
Okay. Here's 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 one of his opening lines in the response. You know, with the James getting a character, he's doing. <laughs> you know, with the exception of one deadly and unpredictable midget, this girl's the smallest cargo I've ever had to transport. Yet by far the most troublesome. Does that seem right to you? What he do? Who? The midget. Arson. The man loved fire. The okay. other one. You, is, need, you uh, need to do your breathing technique then before next time you deliver. I'm sorry. But I'm not supposed to. Chad, what, you, you watch Letter Kenny. I can't <laughs> inhale before I do the scene. <gasps> anyway, um, <laughs> you ever been shot? No. You ought to be shot or stabbed, lose a leg, something. To be a surgeon, you know? Know what kind of pain you're dealing with? They make psychiatrists get psychoanalyzed before they can get certified, but they don't make a surgeon get cut on. That seem right to you? <laughs> One of the greatest and has the honor of having the last line in the entire series. Characters played by Richard Brooks, the character of Jubal Early, from Objects in Space from Firefly. Oh, I need to go back and rewatch that. If if you haven't seen it in a while, he's the I bounty was, hunter. I was going to say, I thought you were doing Firefly just from the dialogue, but I could not remember... So, he is he is considered the greatest villain of Firefly, and at one point, by the way, um, I know we're not supposed to talk about Joss Whedon anymore, but Joss Whedon wanted him to be the villain for the movie, but he wasn't available, which is why we got the operative, which I'm kind of glad, because Jubal Early has the, uh, he is considered one of the greatest villains, because he is only one of the only villains actually on television. Oh, yeah, God, yeah, he was weird. Okay, I got when you. When he shows up, so he, he manages to isolate each of the crew. Mm-hmm. And trap them in their quarters mm -hmm. because he wants the bounty bounty on River, and he is. We were talking Star Wars. He's basically the Boba Fett of Firefly. He except he talks all the time. He's vicious. He's cruel, and the reason he's considered one of the worst villains, and he actually people actually cringed when this scene happens when he gets to Kaylee. For those that may need help remembering, basically the engineer. Oh man, yeah, it was rough. He literally just looks at her and says, "You ever been raped?" Yeah. And then she she shocked and says, "The captain's right down the hallway. He can hear you." And he, his response back, "Captain's locked in his quarter. They all are. There's nobody can help you say it." And she repeats back, "There's there's nobody that can help me." And then he says, "Now I'm going to tie you up now." And you know what I'm going to do next? She shakes her head, obviously, in panic. I'm going to give you a present. Get rid of a problem you've got, and I won't touch you in any wrong fashion, nor hurt you at all, unless you make some kind of ruckus. You throw a monkey wrench into my dealings in any way, your body is forfeit. Hmm. He is a terrible human being that also has some amazingly funny lines. I mean, just his the wordplay in this episode is some of the best in Firefly, but that one scene takes him from being a kind of... I mean, he's a bad guy, but that's when he becomes literally evil. I mean, he is going to do what it takes. Um, And, and he does have the last line in the episode. He gets thrown out into space... And he says, as he tumbles through space, well, here I am. And according to Joss Whedon, in the Firefly universe, he does eventually get saved, well, like Boba Fett, and he is still out there, and he is holding a grudge. So in theory, I would love to see, and I know Firefly obviously is done, probably not going to see that anymore, but what a great character that is out there that is just the ultimate bad guy in this beloved universe. Hmm. And by the way, he's named after a Confederate war general, but interestingly enough, played by an African-American. Yeah. Uh, um, he also, here's one, I'll do one more scene, then I'll stop because I'm not an actor. When he first gets, shows up, of course, if you remember Firefly, they're fleeing the Alliance. That's who Simon and River are fleeing. And Simon, when he first, you know, comes after them, Simon says, are you Alliance? Jubal Early, am I a lion? What? I don't think of myself as a lion. You might as well, though. I have a mighty roar. I, I said alliance. Oh, I thought, no, I was saying, 
well, this is just weird. <laughs> I mean, just and it just plays out. It's all this to be. He no, he is a terrible, and he is probably honestly. I'm a big Star Trek fan. Obviously, uh, Star Trek is is my beloved thing. I think honestly, he is probably one of the best science fiction villains as far as just being ruthless and uncaring, and whatever he wants, he is going to get, and he doesn't care what it takes. He is probably worse than Khan, and I mean Khan, because Khan just wants Kirk dead. He wants, or he wants Kirk to suffer. And then yes, he's going to do some other stuff to make sure that happens, but. Ultimately, it's between Khan and Kirk. Jubal Early, whatever his task is, he's going to get it done. If he has to kill, rape, pillage, burn, doesn't matter. He's going to do it. There's a there's a story there, a movie, a show, something. Though, yeah. honestly, for him to be as bad as they make him out in that one television episode that was on network TV, I don't know where you dare it now. But yeah. that's, that's one that I've thought of. All right, who's next? Is it me? I'm off the order. Okay. So mine's kind of a, it's not really a twofer because for years it drove me insane that the president of the United States in Escape from New York talks with a British accent. Does this ever interest you all? Why? I mean. So basically the story goes is that Donald Pleasance was who Carpenter picked and he couldn't figure out why Carpenter picked him. Carpenter just wanted Donald Pleasance. And between the two of them, this is the story they came up, according to John, they came up with a whole backstory for the POTUS character and Pleasance vision. In the time the movies takes place, the UK became a global superpower, conquered the United States, reestablished it as a British colony. Margaret Thatcher apparently orchestrated the invasion, after which she invaded Ronald Reagan's bathing suit area, visually having a child with him. That child grew up to become Donald Pleasant's president, John Harker. I'd watch that movie. The only conservative politician who called Thatcher mommy in a non-sexual context. Although, I just think it's funny and interesting. Now, my actual pick is I want to know, and this is going on with John Carpenter, how each one of those crazy sons of bitches ended up in that camp in Antarctica for the thing. I don't be, want one. I want to know all. because That would be a great anthology. Yeah. None of them are there. Now, they, I know that each actor came came up with reasons, right? That, you know, the doctor did this, that one of them's an alcoholic, that there's this is the job. You know, but none of them are there in that place because there were so many job offers. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. That they're all there. So my last pick is that I would like to sit down and go through each one from windows to blah, 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 to, you know what I mean? Even to, and just why are they there? What happened? What bad decisions they go? It's kind of like freaking sorcerer that, in the first 30 minutes of Sorcerer, what throws off, I'm sure it threw off audiences who would rather see Star Wars in 1977, is he spends most of the first act of the movie explaining how these men end up in a jungle driving this explosive in a truck. Because you just don't, shouldn't do that. If you have other options, you will pick them. Yeah, yeah. Do that. You won't Not- do this for money. You will work Burger King before you drive nitroglycerin in a 35-year-old truck through the jungle from one place to the other where the bridge is before you blow yourself to hell. Not to quote a certain famous uh, comedian, but it's the cake or death scenario, right? Yeah, cake or death. Given the choice, you're going to take, take the cake. Yeah, well, we had a run on cake. <laughs> wonder why. <laughs> I My pick, keeping it short, is I would love to know why each one of those sons of bitches are there. Now, I could probably make it up, but I would prefer somebody else did it for me and gave me the, the short, short version of that. Next. Uh, so mine is a love story. Two people oh, fall in Which love. Which character from the love story? Him and that yeah. damn monkey. Yeah. By the way, uh, just before I get into my pick, I, d- I just cannot express how angry at myself that I waited so long to watch Harold and Maude. 
and how much I loved every minute of that movie. Good picture. Oh my God, it was great. And I think we would have a similar story if this was written. Whatever happened to the Lady Gremlin? Did her and Robert Picard really fall in love? Did they marry? Did word happen to them? If we ever get Joe Dante on the show, and I doubt that I, I, I've tried. I've tried to. This should be your first question. Yes. Whenever oh my God, can I, you I, imagine? I it all the damn time. I'm sure can, he does. Can you imagine Gremlins it's 3? trying to ask. Can you imagine Gremlins 3 being about they've settled down, They, you know, he hides her, they've settled down, they have half exactly. Gremlin human babies. I think this will be a great movie. Whatever happened to the Lady Grant? You know what? I argued with him earlier, but I'm going to leave him alone on this one. I'd... Yeah, it has to be done. It has to be done. You should start and, writing. You should because, start writing you know, fan porn fiction now. And it, wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't really love because Robert Picard just kind of gave up. He's like, well, yeah. might, as well, might as well go with it. That's back when you could make rape jokes. Yeah. Can't do but that. But it was reversed, so it's okay. I don't think that means nah, what you think it nah, means. Nah, no, no. Uh, no, that was a bad joke, and I apologize. No, um, no, it, no I don't know. <laughs> but no, uh, yeah, I, I, the the character of the Lady Gremlin, yeah, I, it, it, that, that is a movie in of itself because she's, she's kind of converted. She's not evil anymore. She doesn't attack anybody. She doesn't kill anybody. She's just all about love. Well, she's all about love for him. You yes. know, she's basically Pepe Le Pew. Yes. Oh my God, you're right. I mean, I, the Pepe Le Pew is a great parallel. I didn't never, think never even thought about it until Joe just said it. So yeah. that's that's I, a great parallel. Yeah. I mean, when James is, I know you love the quote as to quote with West Forsyth. No, you just don't explain yourself well. <laughs> I did. I could stop laughing. <laughs> oh, it worked. His point, Chad, was we were arguing about something on Facebook, and Chad loved West comeback of. I agree with you. You just don't explain yourself well. You mean James, right? Yeah, it was me. No, which one are you? Which one of you is? Which one of you is fucking the gremlin? What day is it? I didn't narrow it. What day is it? Narrow it down. Did not narrow it down. Uh, The rotation. We live in uh, what is it? I can't do the line from Monty Python. We live in an uh, anarchy. Yeah, anyway, the anarchical blah 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 commune. Imagine if we did a movie with Large Marge, Pizza the Hut, and the Lady Gremlin all together on the road. Oh my God! Life. And they, yeah, they, they, they're all on the There's run. Tomorrow weaving with Sheriff Lobo. Lobo. They're on the run from Sheriff Lobo. That's what I was going to say. They have to go town to town. They're on the run from Samara Weaving as Sheriff Lobo, and for some reason, just to peeve Chad off, a reporter that won't stop. I'm telling you. When I watched, when I was watching Snake Eyes and I was ready to to just turn it off, I didn't know she played Scarlet. And I'm like, oh, sweet, this is going to get interesting. Nope. (laughs) I didn't think she did a fantastic. I thought her character was kind of pointless in Bill and Ted, too. So if that makes you feel any better, I thought. Oh, but seeing what seeing her play that type of character when she has such great range, I I, I gave it to her. Yeah. Yeah. Tomorrow evening. What are you talking about the Lady Gremlin? Would you Ooh, give the Lady Gremlin? She could play the Lady Gremlin, if that's what you're saying. Yeah, that's I mean, not what you're not. saying. No, I'm talking about you having sex with an imagination, imagine, imagination character. I do need to get her for my cabinet back here. You do. You do. Yeah. I need the Lady Gremlin. Actually, I need the one with the the the, sh- the gun. The streaker. Yeah, I want the that. No, I want the robber one. No, you uh. Joe, you have to buy an accessory kit for the robber. It doesn't actually have the robber gremlin. You have to buy a normal gremlin like I have back here and then buy the accessory kit with the mask. Sons of bitches. I saw (laughs) the brain one. trying to rape my wallet. Yep. I saw the brain one. The brain one would be what I would get. Brain one's cool, too. Yeah, both Joe Joe and I both have him. Who's next? That's it. That's it. I've got a lot of honorable mentions I want to talk about. I've got to do two from Star Trek because I think there's missed opportunities here and they're both from the original series, but and I've talked about one of them before, so I didn't want to beat a dead horse. But Trelane, who is basically the Q of the original series, what what happened to it? He has phenomenal power. He doesn't understand physics, but he has phenomenal power and he was a child. 
did he grow in more power as he got older? What's going on? Is he a rival for Q? Now, the comic books that are coming out now, there's a series called The God Wars, and it plays into this. But as far as television, much like with Sala, as far as if you just watch Star Trek television, the original series has a ton of characters that are really interesting, but never pop up again. The other one I'll add is Blaylock. If you're an original series fan, the First Federation has a ship that shows up. Mookie? That could easily destroy the Enterprise, the flagship. Literally, if they fire one time, they know they will be destroyed. Just and, ignore my crappy joke. That's all right. And I'm Kirk bluffs them with the Corbomite maneuver argument. And they negotiated peace treaty, blah, blah. One of the officers goes off to explore with Blaylock. But the First Federation was an entire federation. Where are these people? We never hear anything else about them. And they had, like, why didn't we just call the First Federation when the Borg showed up and say, hey, bring your powerful ships and help us take these guys down? And it's been 60 years before they even went back to the damn uh, Gorn. Oh, yeah. Well, the Gorn, uh, the, uh, Deep Space Nine in, introduced Tosk, which was one of my favorite characters, a species also, that. Can, well, as soon as you're done with Tosk, because you're. It, well, it's a species that exists just to be hunted. And they made him a sport, so he's he he is trained to evade as long as he can, so these other people can have him for sport. I what really a, wanted to do Morn and realize there's a whole episode that explains Morn. Morn, yeah, I love the fact Morn. Everybody like uh, Dax has that entire line. Morn has a lovely singing voice, yeah. <laughs> like all this stuff. Ain't never episode about Morn. Yeah, Morn. who mourns for Morn? Yeah. Um. Another honorable mention, because I, I went back, I've rewatched this entire series, at least what's out so far. And again, I guess another show that we're going to have to stop mentioning. Um, Rick and Morty's Scary Terry may be the best one-shot character that show has ever had, and it's had a ton of one-shot characters. But every time I watch the Scary Terry episode, I appreciate it even more. So yeah. I would watch the Scary Terry show today. Um, I actually do have two from Breaking Bad. Um. Uh, Jake Pinkman, Jesse's younger brother, who's supposed to be so brilliant, but has weed in the one episode that he's in. Where's that character at now? He was the golden boy. What happens to him? Uh, other one, and I've mentioned this before, I, when I first started watching it, I don't know if we did, I mentioned it on an episode when we talked about Breaking Bad or not, but Peekaboo, the little kid that's a uh, kid of the drug addicts, that to me is a drama waiting to happen. What happens to that kid? His parents are both murdered. Obviously, he ends up in child social services. There's, there's, uh, like I was sitting there the entire time, and I know I was supposed to. You watch Jesse as a character come to grip with this is what the drugs are doing, and he realizes this kid, and he helps this kid, and it's kind of the start of a turn for Jesse that plays out over the rest of the series. What happens to that kid? Um, the other one, I know we did. We've got um, House of. I'm sorry. I'm. These are actually shows that I would watch. I know we've got House of Dragons. I'm just giving you crap, James. I know we've got House of Dragons. I know a lot of people like House of Dragons. You know what I would have rather had? The origin story of Brother Ray. Brother Ray is in one episode of Game of Thrones, played by, of course, the great Ian McShane. Yeah, yeah, I, I, that, I'll, I'll get on board with that one. Yeah. He's a, he's a. We know he's a mercenary. We know he's in a war. He killed tons of people. And then he turns he turns his back on all of that stuff. I would love to see him young through the war, what slowly causes him to turn that. And the other one, and I've said this before, this will be the quickest one I say. Okay, Star Wars introduced one character in the end of the Skywalker series, I guess you can say. And... You know, we did get we did get the solo movie. We get all of that. The one character that I am really hurting to see again, other than Lando, because I watch Lando and anything. DJ, don't join. Benicio del Toro's character is probably one of the most interesting Star Wars character, and I know people love Andor, and I do too. I did. That's a great character, a war torn. You know, you're just now caring. I I was born into this. But DJ is the ultimate middleman, realizing both sides are hurting people. And if if it's going to happen anyway, why wouldn't you profit off of it? Yeah. I would love to see Del Toro's character return. That's, well, that would be the one. Uh, what? And Salacious Crumb. 
See, in my world, I want to see one where he steals Salacious Crumb, and they go on adventures together. It's kind of see, Joe, much like Sheriff Lobo. DJ my in the version, DJ basically, yeah. DJ is going to be like Salacious Crumb will become like the parakeet from that uh, show we're not supposed to talk about. Any, or the cockatoo. I'm sorry, the cockatoo from uh, Robert Blake show. What was that called? Uh, oh, Manics. Manics. No, it's not no, Manics. Manics. Beretta. Okay. Beretta, keep your eye on the sparrow, Joe Lewis. Sammy Davis Jr. did the theme song. Yeah, that's what I, you're right, Joe. I would totally watch a DJ and Salacious Crumb team up. Basically, it would be BJ and the Bear. Just, I, per, just, I prefer the cockatoo analogy. Just space uh, trucker kind of truck out there getting adventures. No, but DJ is a character I would love There's to see more. So that, that I know I did a bunch of them, but all of these, I was like, God, where did these people go? Because there's, there's, I, that and by the way, this is a testament to all of these shows developing a character well enough where I'm like, well, wait a second, I want to know what love is. I want you to show me. No, I don't. Uh, it's best I not know what love is, according to the Surgeon General. It's best I not reproduce. All right, Chad, you got any honorable mentions? Yeah, just three quick ones. Uh, as everybody knows, one of those movies that I have a, a special place in my heart for. I I know it's not great, but uh, Dick Tracy. I would love to see one of the characters that I was always fascinated with. Cause again, what he did is he crammed every single Dick Trace villain into one movie because he didn't know if he was going to get a sequel. And so far he was right. Yeah. Um, but I would love to see a spinoff of little face who is in the movie of, for all of less than a minute before he is gunned down at the very beginning. He's just a normal guy with a big head and a really tiny face in the middle. I don't even remember. Uh, yeah, I always, I always, when, when I, when that movie started, that's what got me hooked is there's this, who is that guy? Oh my God, he's crazy looking. And then from that moment I was hooked. Hey, Chad. Yeah. Let me pitch this idea. Okay. So, so, and I'll do the casting. So we, we bring back little face yes. and the plot to this movie is he has to go against this, this other crime individual that's being hidden behind the scenes. And he has to work out, you know, he's got to find this person. They're hidden, they're hidden, they're hidden, and, and and they can't figure it out because every time they get close, they can't determine anything about them. And so, and this is how we'll get it made. All we have to do is get the right casting on board, and the money will just pour in. It turns out the reason that they can't read the person to find out it is, is that they have a poker face, and we get Lady Gaga as the villain. Pup-pup-pup-poker face. Lobo. Little uh, face versus poker face. Hmm. So little, so uh, my next one, I would love to see a movie about Henrietta Nobi. Henrietta. Yes. Uh, the lady in the cellar from Evil Dead. Yeah. She was the Evil Dead's first victim. Yeah. So either talk about how she became stuck in the cellar or you could even do a, 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 a part of because she re reappears years later in Ash versus Evil Dead. So what was she doing in that cellar between Part Two and Ash versus <laughs> Evil? It's gonna be no image of her playing solitaire. Yeah, you know, you know, Chad. I actually don't disagree, and I've never really thought about it a lot. I, I there's there's a lot to be done with the Evil Dead, and there, and there you could do a prequel about uh, all about him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, yeah. no, I, find I, it when, and them actually finding the book and bringing it there and all the adventures and everything happens you could do a whole movie about that yeah. Yeah. no I agree and, and actually I think your idea of Henrietta is a great one because you could do it as a very slow burn right mm -hmm. and almost do it from her point of view where it's her I hate to say it but you could almost do it as a, a parallel to any progressive disease right if, it, if we focus primarily on her her you know, slowly changing or losing control to the evil dead as it goes, because she gets locked in the fruit cellar. But, you know, it seems like at least from the, the audio that we get of the story that there was some time where she wasn't quite purely. Yeah. And, and you could, and you could really nuance that character about her, not really particularly like being dragged across all the damned uh places that her professor husband takes her and yeah you can do a lot oh my god he's got like one seat of you know professor blah 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 studies fish why can't you just study fish <laughs> that you, people fish that study right over there in the creek there's fit people that study fish get together at the beach 
Yeah, that's true. They don't have to go to dusty catacombs and whatnot. That's a good and, pick. And to our listeners, this is why I chose Pizza the Hut in my top three and waited for Henrietta Novi for my honorable mention. Why? Because I knew you two would be all on board with well, it. Because one's better than the other one. <laughs> one's just more interesting than the other Oh, my I God. About I've got it. No, you've sold me on Pizza the Hut if the villain's name is Domino. Ooh. No, no, James. No. They live in Jet City. <laughs> yeah. Little Caesar, the villain's Little Caesar, and it's determined which one's going to make the the the, the good guy sicker. Little quicker. Caesar, his henchman could be Domino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, oh my god! Great. And the twist, the twist at the end is crazy bread. Yeah, no. crazy bread. I was gonna say no. his his no. little Chuck E. Cheese. Chuck E. Cheese actually is pulling all the strings in the background. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, pulling then... all the string cheese. <laughs> oh, oh. And then the only TV mention I'll get the spinoff character because I would have loved to have seen an F hold series on it. The evil leaper from Quantum Leap. Yeah, that would have been good. Like, what is the motivation? Why is she doing this? Why is why, it the are... devil? Well, that's kind of what they hint at in the Because show. I mean, especially given the end of the show, which was rushed and not really a true ending, yeah. but was that basically Scott Bakula was doing God's work. And if we learned anything from the Cujo episode. Uh, is that you know the devil ain't exactly happy with Sam Beckett? Yeah, I mean, yeah, there was there was there was that whole thing about do they that's kind of implied of who they work for, but uh, I, I again, but because, again, that would be a great. How do you get drafted to that? Is this you know yeah. not to brimstone it up, but is this your ticket out of hell? You leap, you agree to leap through time, but at least you're not in hell. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a. It, they come from a universe where everything is bad, and it's kind of like the the evil Star Trek, the you know the Star Trek's uh, parallel Mirror, universe. Mirror. Yeah, Mirror universe. Um, so yeah, I would have loved to have seen that 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 taken off into a spinoff show. Mm-hmm. Those are my honorable mentions. All right, guys, thanks so much. I hope you enjoyed it. I do want to say real quick though that we've kind of inked the deal. Um, this is shouldn't be a shock to inked. Me. I just like saying inked the deal because uh, uh, James and I weren't included on that contract signing. Yeah, well, I, you, your your names are there, so don't worry about it. All right, I'm good. <laughs> hold on, hold on. Let me just do the according to brain donors. Uh, okay, so here's the deal: we'll split it three ways, but I'll take your half, or I'll take your third. Why? So we'll keep you out of a higher tax bracket. Oh, okay. Yeah. So we should be doing a live show again this year from Lexington Comic Con, and we should be having a guest, and we'll let you know more of that. We'll probably let you know exactly who the guest is. When we have Katrina, more than likely, can say... And that guest will be F. Murray Abraham. Abraham. Oh my god, I would shit a brick if I got to interview F. Murray Abraham. See, my problem is I'd be like, he wouldn't want me to interview him, because I'd be like, okay, I know you did all this other... Can we start with Blood Rain? <laughs> anyway, does does uh, does uh, does Yuva Bowl smell like apples? Lexington Comic Con's coming up. Thank you all so much. We will be doing a live show there. This has been Bonehead Weekly. Grrrr. <sniffs>